on the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it is, Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. In your life have you seen anything like that? Welcome to the clubhouse. Oh, yeah, we're back. Great to have your company. It is the clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Each and every week, joined in the studio by the number one golfing teacher on radio, to ex to a pro, Mark Allen. Hey, Marco. Long time ago, I was to a pro. <laughs> Jules, nice to see you. Nice to see you, mate. And uh, I'll tell you what, a little long ago, we are talking about um, a new man being the world's best player. Yes. Hideki Matsuyama. Yep. Now we've got another one. Oh, Mr. 59. Justin Thomas. Last week, we had two putts for 59 mm. in, the, in Hawaii. Past 70, mind you. Yes. But still, two people had putts for a 59 in one week. Unusual. It is. Uh, one went in, one did not. Uh, Justin Thomas goes on to win. And now there are eight scores under 60. Seven people have done it. Yep. Jim Furyk shot a 58 and a 59. Um, but of all those <laughs> scores, so there's eight scores that are now under, only half have gone on to win the tournament. Yep. It's unusual. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. But the, I guess, you know, to, to actually shoot 59 in the first round, which would have been the course record, um, and then to go on and score a two-round tour record for the lowest ever score, yes. then a three-round tour record for the mm. lowest ever score, and then a two-round record for the lowest four-round score. 27 under. 253. <laughs> 253. I remember the first time I ever broke 200 for three rounds. <laughs> I was doing cartwheels. I yeah. shot, you know, 198, and yeah. I thought I was a hero. Yeah. 12 on the par through three rounds, 198. 253 shots for four rounds of golf. Yeah. Remarkable. Remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Remarkable. He's eight rounds in Hawaii, Marco. Yeah, go on. He went 49 under. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I mean, it's it is remarkable. Goal. But this this kid was an absolute, um, I was, I was going to use the word savant, but it's the wrong word. He was, from a very young age, destined to be a star, mm. but we didn't see it. You know, we saw him win, I think the first time he had a win, and really the first time I noticed him, was in Malaysia. Um, and I didn't realise that he was a prodigy as a kid. I didn't realise that, he, I, think, I think he's like at 153, 100, you know, something crazy. Just short of 150 wins all up in his life. And how old's the kid? 23? Yeah. Something like that. Um, so he's been a prodigy for a long time. But to see the golf that he is capable of um, suggests that this is something new and something different. Yep. And someone we hope will hang around for a long time. You, you would think so. Well, he's on top of his game right now. Yeah. He's just he's got it down pat. What do you what do you make of his swing and his game and mm. everything like that, Marco? Because I know you look at that stuff closely. Yeah, I do. Well, he's on the strength of the last two weeks um, and his other win. He's the best driver of the golf ball in the business just at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that gives you a huge head start. You know, Jack Nichols was the best driver of a golf ball. At his in his peak, Greg Norman was the best driver of golf ball in his peak. Arnold Palmer was the best driver of a golf ball. Sam Snead was the best driver of a golf ball. You know, Ben Hogan was the best driver of a golf ball. Um, you know that we'd ever seen, that we'd ever seen. Uh, so at the moment, he's the best driver of the golf ball in world of, in the world of golf. Mm -hmm. uh, but the difference is that he's sticking wedges. Yeah. Now, for a long time, we didn't see people 
Like Jack Nicholas, very average wedge player. Arnold Palmer, not the greatest wedge player of all time. Pretty good. Uh, Greg Norman, only yeah, so-so. This guy is the best driver of the golf ball in the last six months on the PGA Tour, I would say comfortably. Mm-hmm. Probably past Dustin Johnson. Um, and he's sticking wedges. So it, it's it's a tough combo to beat. Yep. It is a tough combo to beat. And, you know, uh, over in, um, where was it, South Africa, where Rory McIlroy played. And yes. Didn't quite beat Graham Storm. Good Graham playoff. Storm. Yeah, hung on the win. Yep. Uh, but the distance the distance that Rory McIlroy was hitting it past Graham Storm, Graham Storm, oh, he was averaging 301 yards mm-hmm. for the week with his new tailor-made driver, yep. uh, the new M1 or the M2 or whatever he's using. Rory McIlroy, I mean, they kept on showing it. They kept on putting the camera just over the shoulder of Graham Storm and showing you where Rory yeah. McIlroy was. He was 50 yards yeah. in front yep. all the time. It's It would be like you playing against your friends, yep. but you're hitting off the ladies' tees. <laughs> yeah. That's well, the advantage that these guys who drive the ball well have. Yeah, I want to talk about that playoff a little later on because the way that they each played that playoff hole <laughs> was fascinating over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And how old mate would just hit three wood straight yeah. down and yeah. Rory would just keep on attacking. Bomb. And it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't In work. The end, it didn't it, work. It did not work. But I found it fascinating, a, a really good article on golfchannel.com um, on yep. Justin Thomas and his week. Oh, yeah. Um, and how it started. It, the first quote is, it began as the worst week of Justin Thomas's life. Why? Because... Um, is this the first win in Hawaii or the second win in this Hawaii? This is the second win because he's a huge Alabama fan in high yeah, school, college And they football, got rolled. And they got rolled... Right before he kicked things off. Is it roll on tide? (laughs) Roll in tide, roll on tide. That's just roll tide. He had a very flat start to the week. And apparently it took him a while to get over it. It took him a couple of days, according to his roommate. Yeah. To get over it. And then he came back and in his head, going into the final round, was no one has ever been beaten um, with a seven-shot lead going into the final round. And after he, I think he had one under. What, on the PGA Tour? Yeah. Oh, there must have been some. Maybe just Hawaii. So... It was it was fascinating. There's got to be somebody. Oh, what well, Greg Norman? Greg Norman's lead at the Masters. So I think he had a seven shot lead and he got rolled by Nick Faldo. Maybe it was just no one's ever been beaten. told on the eve of the final round that no player had ever lost a seven or more strokes lead. Oh well, he's, he was misinformed. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was misinformed. But he was uh, nervous. He had to he said he had to turn off all his social media because all these people were saying to him, "No one's ever done it," and he kept in his head going. Don't be the first person. Don't be the first person. Yeah, you would too. Yeah. You would. I mean, yeah. that, that that would haunt you a little bit. Yeah. It's funny. Um, at Alabama, where he where he played his golf, uh, he won the best freshman of the year, which is the best first year player, which is a, a great award to have mm-hmm. in your back pocket uh, when you start your uh, college career as a golfer. Uh, but he also won the best player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he won on both. So as a fresh, this is what I'm talking about before. As a, as a prodigy, I mean, to come in as a freshman. And be the best player uh, in, on the college scene. Mm. It's it's kind of unheard of. I mean, yep. it's, that kind of stuff is reserved for Phil Mickelson types yep. uh, and uh, and the other greats that we've seen play the game. Um, but uh, for him to do that, and 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 to win the way he did, and to have people playing alongside him, just in awe of his game. Yeah, that was the other bit. You know, <laughs> just to have. Um, Jay Spieth just playing you on. Oh, just just in awe. On that first day, just begging for putts to go in because you could see yep. how 
how hot he was. Yeah, and the other Johnson he was playing with, uh, not Dustin Johnson, uh, Zach Johnson. Mm-hmm. Zach Johnson just basically playing with his mouth open, yeah. his tongue hanging <laughs> out the left-hand side, just going, wow, yeah. look what is happening here. So, look, it's, a, it's another poster boy in golf. Uh, they're always good to have. Yes. But who's he bump out? Because I reckon... Uh, he's now in the top 10, officially. Yeah, he got to number eight in the world. Yep. That's right. Matsuyama, he's he's a poster boy. So who you, you tell me the poster boys of the world golf. McElroy, Jason Day. Tiger's still there. Tiger's a poster boy. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we've got McElroy, Tiger, and Jason Day. Yep. Matsuyama, mm-hmm. I'm putting it as a poster boy. He's, yes. he's emerged. Yes. Justin Thomas is now a poster boy. He certainly is. Ricky, Ricky Fowler, Fowler. Well done. Right up there. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler will be right up there. Phil Mickelson, I still think, is a poster boy. Yep. Yeah, he's golf. a lot of love for Phil. Yep. A lot of love. Henrik. Yeah, European poster boy. Yeah. He should be a poster boy all over the world. If yeah. he came to Australia, he'd be a poster oh, yeah. boy. Absolutely. Maybe not. They might regard him over there, but Probably I do. Probably the other big one, I reckon, is Bubba. Yep. Bubba. Yeah. Dustin Johnson? Yes. So I reckon we've we've nailed it. So I reckon there's eight. Yeah. About eight players who are genuine. If you come to town, ticket sales boom will go bang. Yeah. So there are a few and that makes the game really healthy. That's great. Because you know, we've got the Australian Open in town here in Melbourne at the moment. How many poster boys? Hmm. How many poster girls? Hmm. So it is sensational hmm. in golf to have eight in the men's game. Yep. The women's game, you know, maybe the poster girls aren't quite there. Suo, yep. for us, Minji Lee, definitely for us. They're mm-hmm. poster girls here Speaking in Australia. Them in the Vic Open yeah, we will too. soon. Yes. We will soon. Um, uh, but Lydia, Lydia Co, yep. poster girl. Other than that. Michelle Wee. Yeah. Yeah, she's not playing very well, but no, she, if she came no, to town, no one's there really would be something. jumping off the page, though. No, it's not. So, so, so the men's game in healthy. that respect is Very so healthy. healthy. It's yep. fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Brilliant. It's very good. Very good. And the season's just starting to heat up a little bit too, which yeah, it I is. like. So. Jeez, I've got a sore back, mate. Do you? I don't know. You know what I was doing? Because I'm, I'm playing in the Vic Open in a couple of weeks. Yes. I'm very conscious of everything I'm doing as far as exercise. <laughs> so I had to rake nervous. the leaves the other day oh. and off the, off the lawn. So I was raking it the opposite way to I swing to try and even it up. And there were a lot of leaves. Yeah. And I was out there for you know an hour or two. And I have ricked my back really? going the other way. <laughs> what a mongrel. Do you, do, do you find yourself doing exercises or chores around the house to help you golf? I live in a tiny apartment on the 22nd <laughs> floor, Mark. I don't have any chores to do. <laughs> Mate, I am. I do all the time. It yep. is ridiculous. I'm always, if I've got an exercise or a job to do, I'm always doing it the opposite way to golf. Really? To try and even it up. No, I don't do that. Yeah, be careful if you do, folks. One day my body's going to go, though, because I don't look after one. What are you doing, mate? All you got to do is a few push-ups, a few things against the wall. I'll show you. I'll give you a few exercises to do up against the wall, (laughs) and you'll ready your body for golf. Yep. You been playing much this week? Uh, Well, I played in the Keysborough Prime. I don't know what I had as yet, but I imagine it would have been something low. (laughs) I imagine. But uh, I'll tell you what. How was your golf with the um, some famous names last week? Yeah, that was good. I'm not going to reveal those sources. How did they play? Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah no worries. No worries How whatsoever. Did you play under the sat set of pressure? Uh, no, not good as gold. Really? I, in fact, I, only, <laughs> I ended up only just playing six holes uh, and let them go. But uh, those people, mm. and uh, we mentioned this on the program last week, those people, hmm, Royal Melbourne. Yep. If uh, they plan on setting the golf course up like that for a President's Cup, 
They might get a surprise. Yes. You don't. You know, we had the master of the amateurs there last week, six-hour rounds. People who went there, and I've spoken to some of the players who played. It's a great tournament. It's a really good tournament. But the way the course was set up was ridiculous. Yep. Six-hour rounds, slow. slow, slow. slow. Not good. Uh, and the, uh, the trust that needs to be there mm-hmm. when you're playing a big tournament, all the eyes of the world are watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, it mightn't be as strong as it was before after what we saw last week. So um, we'll see what happens there. Watch the space. But I do think it's brought Kingston Heath into the picture yep. for President's Cup. Okay. I'd be surprised if it went to Kingston Heath, but I would be understanding of the reasoning why, if it does go to Kingston Heath, I'm fully understandable because you have to be able to trust the golf course that puts on a world event. Yep. Not just here in Australia. It's not like the 2002 Australian Open where there's a walk-off or an Australian Open in the 90s where Greg Norman led a walk-off. It's not like that where not many eyes are watching. This is a President's Cup. And if the golf course is unplayable, we become a joke down here in this country. And that's taken very seriously uh, by everybody who's putting the show on. Yep. So Watch we'll see what happens. Space. Watch the space. On that note, we're going to get to a break. Plenty more clubhouse still to come. I'm going to talk the South African Open next and Rory McIlroy's mm. injury, fractured rib. I'm going to talk about that next. This is the clubhouse right around Australia. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is the clubhouse right around Australia as we talk all things golf. Hope you're enjoying your summer of golf, getting out on the course, getting some games in. Having some fun on the golf course. Julian Bowdy's my name. Mark Allen is here as well. Marco, I want to talk the South African Open. Mm. And the winner of that is going to be our Honda Power Player of the Week. The Power Player of the Week. For Honda Power Equipment. Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range from $329. Yeah, that's right. Honda's four-stroke lawn and garden range on sale from $329. Only your specialist Honda dealer. And Marco... Graham Storm has beaten Rory McIlroy to take out the South African Open in a three-hole playoff. It was good watching on Sunday night. It was good fun watching the tournament. Um, I reckon mid-last year, I can remember people talking about Graham Storm like he was going to miss his card last year. He started playing pretty well at the end of it, I think, and made some money. But I reckon he was close to losing his card. Marco, he finished 100 euros short of the prize money needed to guarantee his spot for this season. However, he kept his tour card after Patrick Reed's points were deducted because he hadn't played the minimum number of tournaments required. So that's the difference between you and I. You come in here fully loaded with research, and I'm just going off memory and hoping it's right. (laughs) Very good. So so for him to make this huge turnaround, because he was gone mid-season. Mid-season, the European Tour... I'm now happily say that he was in real trouble. Yep. Wasn't going to keep his card. He was he was, in, he was gone and, and played reasonable at the end of the year or something like that happened. When when you watch him play, you understand why. I mean, you know, if you if you if you lined up ten footballers and you went down to watch them at training, you know, quite often one of them will just pop a little bit and you go, "Wow, mm. look at that guy." <laughs> when you watch Graham Storm play, I wouldn't care what ten pros you could put him against ten pinner players. He wouldn't pop. No. He just looks like another guy, mm-hmm. another one of the pros. Now, that's not meant to be insulting because, you know, the keep your card and the play as well as Graham has over a long time. Um, obviously, his mind is on his head, in his head. It's just working beautifully. He does well. But it, it does show you just the advantage. We spoke about it a little while ago about just that driving advantage. 
but uh, off air, you're telling me that Rory had a tough week with the wedges anyway. He did. Yep. So he, he, this is the point. So if Rory's having a tough week with the wedges, it's almost not worth you risking hitting the driver as far as he was. Mm-hmm. So what what basically happened in the playoff? Stormy was hitting three woods? Stormy was just hitting it straight down the middle every time, playing it safe. Yeah. Rory was trying to bomb his driver as close as he could get it, which is the way Rory yeah. plays. And trying to hit a wedge and, close. And trying to hit a wedge close. Couple he of, couldn't do it. On the 18th in regulation, yeah. um, they had gone in tied because Rory had bogey 17, 17 out of the right. bunker. He hit yep. one, a shocking tee shot, yep. and it was up against the edge of the bunker. Tried to chip out, stayed in the Made bunker. Made his back. Oh, did he? Got, got up, up and down, down from the bunker twice. Um, so he was even par going up the last. Um, uh, sorry, even together yep, going together. up the last. And he just, he mishit his driver so low on Roy 18. Did. Yep. Yeah. But it just got over the bunker. Yeah. It skimmed over the top of the bunker and it just went. It went just flew down there. <laughs> and you, you saw um, his opponent, he was so far behind Rory. And it just continued throughout yeah. the playoff. And people were, I was had Twitter open at the mm. same time with the hashtag for the, the tournament going. Everyone's going, oh, there's no way that he's going to win this unless he takes a yeah. risk. Turns out, Rory hit yeah. his shot left, had to get around a tree, couldn't get up and down, got a bogey and three pars on the playoff on it. It's funny know? how it works because when you drive the ball like Rory does, like yep. Adam Scott does. In fact, Adam Scott was in a playoff with Greg Chalmers at the Australian PGA, I don't know, I'm saying th- three years ago. And... It was a four-hole playoff. They got rid of one other player in that playoff early. Um, and then Adam Scott just kept on hitting these bombs down the last, bombing it. Mm. Uh, and he just could not hit a wedge close. And Rory has done the same thing. You look at the shot tracker, bomb after bomb after bomb, three in a row, yep. and just couldn't get the thing close at all. And, you know, when do you have a sudden death playoff? Yeah. And it's to the 72nd hole. And, you know, generally they have a Sunday position at the 72nd hole. Yeah. Generally, some don't, but yep. this one was, clearly. Back yeah, left. Back left. Back left. Tucked right away. Sunday position. Yep. Uh, it, it doesn't take much to change that hole, you know? And, and, and if you've got a sudden death playoff, it sounds like something's about to happen that's going to be awesome, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So if you've got a, I, I'm not going at this pin hole location, uh, that kind of stuffs up the sudden death. Yeah. You know, it, unless, you know, Rory just hits a bomb drive and, and hits it close. What would you say, would you be against uh, them putting the flag in a really friendly spot? Oh, well, it's better. In a playoff. Be much, I'd much prefer that. I'd like It'd to see it. Way anyway. better viewing. I'd like to see it. And way just see better what, viewing. I'd like to see it. I think I need to see it. Because yeah. there is that, okay, I, if I do hit the driver and hit a wedge close, I've taken a bit of a risk. Mm. Graham, score, Graham Storm wasn't prepared to take that risk. And now... Because I took it, and because I hit the good shot, mm-hmm. I'm going to hit a wedge to six foot and beat you. Yeah, that's nice. But there is also the all right. Well, let's you know, you might be two totally different players. Yeah. Let's just put the pin right in the middle, and let's see who can make the three. Yeah. Let's see who is the best, mm. not who has the best game for this hole. I wouldn't be opposed to the pin position changing. Yeah. Each, or each each, each time. time. Mm. Now you're talking, Jules. Yeah. Wouldn't be wouldn't be hard wouldn't to relay. Difficult. Would not be hard to relay the uh, dimensions. Uh, you know the the pin yeah. placements back. Yeah, pace it off. Just quickly Absolutely. go back to the caddies. All right, this well, one. They, after this, each playoff, they stand around for ten minutes anyway before they go back to the tee. That's right. Yeah, just go change the hole. Yeah. This one's going to be here. Yeah, seven on, five from the left. Yeah, see you, caddies. I tell you what, I don't like, and this at the Masters. Uh, they they play eighteen, and then after a while they go and play six, seventeen. Yeah, they play seventeen. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like that. that. 
Yeah, I'm like with that. you. I don't. I didn't like Adam Scott winning it on the other hole. On the tenth. Yeah. Yeah. So they play the eighteenth and hope. Yeah. Never seems to work. Then they yeah. play, or was it ten? I can't. I'm no, they played ten. ten. They played ten. ten. Yeah, yeah, they played ten that time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I wish they'd sort that out. Yeah. It should actually finish. You know, they because Augusta is still in the New York time. Um, zone. Yes. Uh, they try and finish it as late as possible <laughs> so that the whole country can watch, it. can watch it on a Sunday night. But it should try and just finish half an hour early, I reckon. Yeah. Just in case. Yep. And hope for a player. Just in case. <laughs> and then they'll all hang on. I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. it's so good. And, yeah, you're right. And hope for a playoff. Yeah. And hope for a playoff. Yeah. Nothing of, better than a drama of a Sunday night playoff. Yeah. And you oh, you want it to be up 18 over and over again. And I would, I would, would not be opposed to. Pin positions changing. I think it would be great. I'd go straight to 12. <laughs> you know, if there was going to be a playoff, yeah. I'd go 12 and then 13. Yep. You know, I mean, you got one, you got two real risk reward holes. Yeah. Bang, bang. It might be too dark down in that part of the golf course. It might get a little bit dewy, maybe. That's the reasoning. Because it is a long way. But the, the people would get down there in two seconds. Yeah. That wouldn't be an issue. And you can always just golf cart everybody else down there. <laughs> Um, but I guess you know it is nice if the tournament finishes on the 18th, yeah, and all the crowds there, and you know it's just easy to do the presentation and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, Scotty winning on the 10th, eh, glad he won. Yeah, but there have Can't been complain a, too much. Yeah, there have been other playoffs. Like I think Feldo did Feldo win on the Feldo's won on the 11th twice. He yeah. beat Raymond Floyd once, and he beat Greg uh, Seve Bellis. No, who did he beat the second time? He beat oh Scott Hoke. Remember Scott Hoke? He oh, missed yeah. a tiny little putt on the tenth. He had a two foot or probably two and a half foot putt on ten mm. to win the Masters. Feldo's taking the head off, all set to come over and just shake hands. You know he was, and he missed it. And then he had a four footer coming back. <laughs> and all of a sudden, so anyway, so and then Nick's beating him on the next hole. Yeah. So he's won down there on eleven. I reckon Fuzzy Zeller might have won on eleven. Larry Myers won on the eleventh. Yep. Yeah, not many people have won a playoff <laughs> that's ended up on eighteen. <laughs> we'll work it out. Yep. Hey, um, speaking of Rory McIlroy, yeah, he's broken his rib. A lot of golfers Fractured get this injury. Rib. What's um? How's this happening? Well, it must be. It just honestly, it would be the core. Yeah, you know, your core does so much in a golf swing. One, it is rotating. Two, it is holding as well. Now, you mentioned him before, Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson had the yips with his driver, and that's why he was, you know, a top ten player, and then disappeared. Got the absolute yips. Mm. The feeling that got him back to being, um, well, one of the great players in the world again. He feels like his feet are holding on to the turf as he hits the ball. That's his swing thought. He wants his feet, particularly through the ball, that they're just hanging on for, you know, mm. you're hanging on to the ground. That's his swing thought. That's got him back in the game. Yeah. It might be worth it. I've, I've tried it a few times. I don't know what it means. No. <laughs> you know, but for whatever reason, the hanging on of the feet makes yeah. a lot of sense to Henrik Stenson. And that, that got him back in the game. So, you know, your feet hanging on and steadying as the core rotates, you know, and as much weight and as much work as these people do in the gym afterwards. Um, he's not the first player to get a cracked rib. No, uh, from playing golf. Maybe he was raking the leaves and just the wrong direction. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
But uh, well, it'll be interesting. How it's going to um, affect him leading into the Masters is going to be fascinating. Oh, well, he had a lot of golf planned between now and then. Did he? Yeah. All right. Well, he'll have to put all that on. I mean, he just, you yeah, can't play with the crack. He's already route. pulled out of Abu Dhabi this week. Oh, what a um, shame. He usually wins. He wins. He loves it over there in and Abu Dhabi. And he had and uh, the Dubai Desert Classic, the Genesis Open, the Honda Classic, the WGC Mexico Championship, and the WGC Match Play all to come. We got a WGC in Mexico. Yes. Mexico Championship. Oof. All right. Yeah. That could be on our list soon, maybe. <laughs> WGC down this way. Yeah. Be pretty handy. That would be good. If it was. Yes. There's a little vacancy in August now, by the looks of it. Or maybe not this year, but the year after. Yes. Moving that. That could work. That would be great. Although, no, I think I think what we'd love is something in... Feb. March. March yeah, Feb. Feb. Yeah, Feb. Feb, yep. Feb. 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 Feb would be great. WGC in Feb would mm. be sensational. Just kick off the year. Mate. Be sick of the tennis. Tennis is done and dusted. Yeah. Cricket's done and dusted. Pre-season's a while off. Pre-season, we're just starting to get the juices flowing for the footy. <laughs> and then, bang, a WGC at Royal Melbourne or Kingston Heath. Yep. Would be sensational. Boom. $10 million prize money. They all come down. Yep. Be massive. That would be good. We can only we, hope. We could have eight poster boys. <laughs> they all eight come. of them. All they all come. Well done to Graham Storm. Here's our Honda Power Player of the Week for the win in South Africa. Don't forget Honda's four-stroke Lord and Garden Range on sale from $329. Going to talk to you about Jordan Spieth's putting after the break. Mm, let's do that. He made a quick change before his fourth round, yep. and it worked. I want to find out what happened. Next, this is the clubhouse right around Australia. In your life have you seen anything like that? You're listening to the clubhouse. Welcome back. It is the Clubhouse right around Australia. Julian Bayard is my name. Mark Allen is here each and every week as we talk all things golf. But it's time to go inside the Clubhouse, and we do it each and every week for Club Mandalay Golf Course. Hit the golf course. Play golf at Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. You can also save 10% on your round when you book online mm. using the code CMGOLF. CMGOLF is the code. What did Jordan Spieth shoot in that last round? It's a low number. I know that. Was it 63 or 4? Uh, let me just check. Yeah, 63. 63. Yep. What was the change that he made? I know. I noticed that he wasn't looking at the hole like he used to. Like when he was winning majors, on his short putts, he would set up, get all set to go, about to push the button, and then he would look at the actual hole Mm. and then stroke the ball. I didn't see any of that this week. So on day four, he gained 3.38 shots with his putter. That's huge. Massive. Plus two is massive. Yeah. And what was he? Plus what? 3.38. Rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. 139 feet of putts on day four. Now, what he said was, I moved the ball back a little in my stance. He turned his right toe open a little bit more. He said, I think the right toe open was to get my brain off my stroke. I felt like I was hitting it early or late and kind of low on the face. I wasn't hitting it at the right time. So he said once Mm. he made that change, he fixed himself up. Yeah, it's amazing, you know. Um, I was I was guilty, and a lot of professions professionals were guilty of trying to be really still over the ball mm. when you putt. Because when you watch Greg Norman putt, and when you watch Tiger Woods putt, their head stays so still that you just think you've got to be still. But when you the further investigation, and when you listen to people like Brad Faxon and some of the you know the most brilliant putters you've ever seen, they really encourage movement. Mm. They want you to turn, like even the feeling of moving your legs a little bit. I mean, keeping the head still, yes. But even Baker Finch. Baker Finch is the same. Baker Finch had the stillest head of all time. A beautiful putter. But he had the feeling of everything moves. You don't want to be a statue. You don't want to be stiff. Mm-hmm. Your back has to move 
within the same parameters as the arms move. You know what I mean? So you, yep. if you imagine your arms and your shoulders being a triangle, you can't have the two arm bits moving and the top part of that Stay shoulder still. staying still. No. You can't. It doesn't work. So everything's got to move. So if your shoulders are moving, you can't move your shoulders without really moving your rib cage. And if your rib cage is moving, you can't really move the rib cage without the hips just doing a little bit. And if the hips are doing a little bit, then the legs actually move just a little bit on a, let's say, a, a backswing of six inches. You know, a backswing of three or four inches for the really small ones, you're still trying to move, you're still trying to turn everything, but you, you'd hardly see it. And that's confused a lot of golfers. Mm. And when I hear Jordan Spieth talking about turning the toe out of his right foot, I, I tell a lot of um, older members, older players, that their right foot, if their right foot is pigeon-toed, then you can't turn. You know, you lock your ankle. And once you lock your ankle, then you lock your hip. If, you, if they turn it out, then you can turn so much more. So I wonder if that didn't help him turn a little bit. Yeah. You know, Arnold Palmer was guilty of being pigeon-toed and trying to stay really still. But they were very risky putters. Arnold Palmer was a very risky putter. You don't have to turn. Mm. Jack Nicholas, a very risky putter. Even on fast greens, Jack, you don't really have to turn. But if you have a putting stroke where there is no wrist movement, a modern-day putting stroke, to where the triangle of your arms and shoulders all move at once, then really you want things to move. You want your heads to stay very, very still, but you want everything else to turn a little bit. And if you feel like that you are moving on your putts, which is the biggest killer, I mean, you just you can't hold anything under pressure if you're moving on the putts. It's because you're not trying to move. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. So, you know, teachings... Uh, I wish the teaching was around when I was playing. The teaching has got so good now that to look still, you have to rotate yeah. just a little bit. And that keeps you in place. And, you know... Brad Faxon, he used to say this all the time. And we used to all laugh at Brad. I used to laugh. Yeah. I shouldn't say we. I used to laugh at him. He used to say, yeah, you've got to move. You've got to move on your putts. I mean, how do you, yeah. how do you, how do you, how does it work if you don't move? And you kind of just pass it off. Oh, you're so gifted. You're just the best putter <laughs> who ever lived. It doesn't yeah. matter what you do. You're going to be awesome. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes genius is misunderstood. That's right. Isn't that a saying? <laughs> Probably. And when you've got someone like Brad Faxon saying that, yeah, you should be moving, you should actually feel like your legs are moving and your hips are moving when you putt, we should have been listening. Yep. And you know, when I hear that Jordan Spieth had that right foot turned out, maybe it was just to help him move over those short putts. The more, not the more you move, the more in sync you move over a putt with your head still, the more it appears that you are not moving. And they're the guys who really putt beautifully under pressure. Well, it worked for him on the final day. 25 putts he had. Really? Yep. You know Tiger Woods? Here's a good one for you. Yeah. Here's another feel. Uh, Tiger Woods, I, now, Scotty Cameron uh, relayed this piece of advice for people who putt. When you take the putter back, Scotty Cameron doesn't make too many putter faces that are face balanced, mm -hmm. which means if you just hold the shaft and balance the putter on your finger, the face points straight up in the air. Scotty Cameron doesn't make them because he believes all putts are on an arc because all putters sit on an angle. The shaft sits on an angle. Um, so therefore, when you take it back, the putter face opens up, and when you go through, just like it opened up on the way through, it closes on the follow-through. Scotty Cameron tells people that Tiger Woods used to tell him that he used to try and point the toe at the hole. 
so not keeping the putter square, he would release the toe and he would try and point the toe at the hole. That was right. that was the feeling that he had when he was putting his best. So he'd keep his head still and try and point the toe at the hole. That yeah. was his feeling, which is upside down. Yeah, he couldn't again, imagine doing this that. Is a, again, <laughs> it is upside down from the way you want to feel. You want to feel like that putter stays nice and you know, the blade stays really square through impact. But there you go. This Tiger Woods trying to point the toe of the putter on the follow-through at the hole and Brad Faxon trying to move all over the <laughs> joint uh, when he putted. No wonder none of us can make a putt. No wonder. No, that's, <laughs> that's the smartest thing you've ever said on this radio program, Jules. No wonder the rest of us are stuffed. Yep. That's <laughs> what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, try it, folks. Get out there. That's it. You know, keep your head still. But make a mini turn because that way everything will work together. A round of golf with your mates. Play golf at Club Mandalay. Book online at clubmandalay.com.au and save 10% off your round when you use the code CMGOLF. Good deal. Marco's Masterclass is up next to finish the show, so stick around. In your life, have you seen anything like that? You're listening to The Clubhouse. Yeah, welcome back. It is The Clubhouse. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. Before we get to Marco's Masterclass, a quick one, Marco. Congratulations to uh, Richard Green. Uh, and four other Aussie yeah, locals. Who he won the Asian Tour School, didn't he? He did. So they get their cards, which is great. Did you hear about Richie Green? What happened to him last year? I did. So he was about 30. He was 42nd. Yeah. He was 42nd on the all time money, order of merit money, money yep. list. Great effort, by the way. Yeah. To absolutely. Be, a 20 year veteran. So. To be, uh, sorry. No, he was. Where was he? He was no, he was thirty eight. No, he was fortieth. He was he was just inside. Whatever it was, he was just inside. Yeah, and then Alex Snorin got hot. Alex Snorin got hot. Brandon Grace went past him. Yep. He knew he knew that Brandon Grace was going to go past him, and then Alex Snorin won what two or three, two of the last three or two of the last four tournaments, and went past him. Mm-hmm. So that exemption that he thought he had because he came home early, yeah, disappeared. And because only, of Alex Snorin. Not only that, he failed to finish in the top one hundred eleven on the race to Dubai standings by less than thirty thousand euros. Yeah, you you just you just so couldn't believe it. Unlike you just couldn't so believe. He thought it. he was out of a job. Done. Yeah. Uh, so um, he had to go to the Asian Tour School. But the good yep. news is for uh, Richie is that uh, a lot of the tournaments in Asia co-sanctioned, co-sanctioned. with the European Tour events. Yes. Wish ours were a lot more of them. Yep. We're getting there. We're mm-hmm. getting there. We start all, um, which means that you know he's he'll probably earn enough money to to get his status back. So he's he's been one of our most consistent players for a long time, and congratulations goes to him. That's a, that's a hard thing to do, to actually go up there. Uh, at his age, 46, yep. and actually win a tour school like that, it's a real credit to him. Well done. Shot 66, 63, 68, and 63 mm. uh, to win a playoff um, against fellow Australian Todd Sinnott. Ah. So, so Toddy Sinnott, uh, why is okay, so he's got an Asian tour card as well. Yep. Rightio. So I wonder if he's got any... Last time I heard Toddy Sinnott was playing in Europe, but he must have missed the top 111. Mm. Right now, that's a solid place to go. All right, time to finish the show off with a free golf lesson. Marco's Masterclass. All right, what do we got this week, Marco? All righty. Now, a lot of people, you hear them talking about keeping the arms in front of the body. Um, and, you know, if you go back and have a look at all the old Ben Hogan swings and you see him trying to get the elbow down in front of his body, all that stuff probably worked well for Ben, so I like Ben. That made sense. But we've all heard the the advice that has been given over years and years and years. That is, you slowly come down and then you accelerate through the ball. Well, it's amazing how when you do that, the acceleration through the ball, you get your arms to move and that's your accelerant. So many people will come down and their body 
just slows down into the ball and so do their arms. And then in the end, their arms end up behind the ball. But if you have the feeling of being slow on the transaction and then accelerating in the right spot, you'll find that your arms stay in front of your body. So for all those years, you know, you hear Greg Norman and Jack Nicholas and all these guys saying they accelerate through impact. They do it with their arms and that keeps their arms in front of their body. Mm. So if you've been wondering for a while how to do it, the old faithful. They've been talking about it for years and years and years, 100 years. Transition slow and accelerate through the hitting area and you'll be a better player. There you go. It's not just so you know what you're doing or feels like you know it. It's actually that slowing and accelerating there's a reason for it. Yep. So it's an oldie but a, it's an oldie but a goodie. Nice and simple this week. Yeah. I like it. And if you're on plane, I'll tell you what, if you're on plane and you're doing that, it's almost like you can't hit a bad shot. Mm-hmm. If your plane is wrong, if you're too high or too low yes. and you're accelerating through, then there's a few issues. Yep. So if you're always accelerating through, you basically have a picture of what is going on with your backswing as well. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to play. Love it. Beautiful. Mate, get back. Are you on five yet? No, I haven't played this week, so I'm, I'm where I was last week. I've got to focus on that 80 yards and less yes. next time I play. It's all I'm going to be thinking about, Marco. Good. 80 good, yards good, good. and in, up yeah. and down. I've been giving that advice out a lot now. In fact, I've, I've refined it. Have you? I've, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're using your lob wedge or your 54 degree, yes. they're the ones. So even if that 80 yards drifts out to 100, 80 metres drifts out to If you're using a lob wedge or a 53, that middle wedge, you count them. See how many times you get up and down. Yeah. They count. And also inside 80, so the little chips and putts and things like that. Looking forward to it. Good on you, buddy. Easy done, mate. Play well. well. I'll see you next week. See you then.